Whether you're listening to us live or on podcast or just following us on the website, thetakeaway.org, you can follow along on all of the coverage of the convention in Tampa. Go to itsafreecountry.org. That's the politics website of our co-producer, WNYC. There'll be live debates tonight during the proceedings. There'll be live streaming of the events. Uh, you can follow the convention uh, completely. Start your day here on The Takeaway and then follow straight through to gavel to gavel coverage at uh, it's a free country dot org. And let's begin with the, the main speech last night. Anne Romney took to the podium last night at the Republican National Convention. She had quite a challenge. She uh, had to portray her sort of rags to riches story for a billionaire husband, Mitt Romney. Quite a challenge. Mitt will be the first to tell you that he is the most fortunate man in the world. He had the chance to get the education his father never had. But as his partner on this amazing journey, I can tell you Mitt Romney was not handed success. He built it. He'll build it again, according to Ann Romney, as president of the United States, and he'll be a president that all Americans can trust. I can only stand here tonight as a wife and a mother and a grandmother, an American, and make you this solemn commitment. This man will not fail. Ann Romney speaking at the convention last night, an important speech for Ann Romney, an important speech for Mitt Romney. But uh, it's a it's an issue for the GOP connecting with women voters. We're joined now by Jennifer DeJournette, president and co-founder of Voices of Conservative Women. Also on the line is Joyce Kimball. She's uh, voted for a Republican in every election she can remember, except during the year of JFK. She considers herself a Republican these days. Joyce and uh, Jennifer, welcome to the program. Thank you. So let, let's talk a little bit about this challenge for the GOP connecting with women. And there's a lot of reasons for that. It relates to uh, longstanding policies of uh, the GOP. It particularly relates to the comments of uh, Todd Aiken. I have to say that in my house, I spent uh, many, many tense moments explaining to my three daughters what the heck Congressman Aiken was talking about in his remarks about rape and women's bodies and all that. Um, Jennifer DeJeanette and Joyce Kimball, you you responded to the, the the Aiken problem that the GOP has. What do you think uh, Mitt Romney's wife, Ann Romney, did last night positively for helping the GOP to connect with women? Jennifer? Well, I think that she made the case effectively that the Romney team, Romney Ryan, have heard American moms and American women resoundingly. She said it a couple times that, you know, here's a quote from her thing that said, you know, I'm running in place. We just can't get ahead. There are parents lying awake at night wondering how they're going to pay the mortgage and the rent. And then she said in another line in her speech, you know, we don't want it to be easy, but these last few years have been harder than it needed to be. And I, as a mom and especially a woman working mom in this economy, I appreciated finally someone acknowledging you know that we've been America has been working as hard as we can for the last few, four years, and it's just not working. And to hear so hear a presidential, you know, his wife and his team acknowledge that was kind of like okay, now we've stated the problem. Now let's turn the corner and and get America working again. And I think that was something that women especially would appreciate in Anne's speech last night. Jennifer DeJarnette, president and co-founder of Voices of Conservative Women. Joyce Kibble, your reaction? I thought her speech, uh, what I heard of it, was very good. Um, 
she she did a good job, I think, of uh, humanizing him, as the expression goes. Um, I agree with Jennifer with what she said. Um, as far as swaying votes, I, I don't know. I suppose it depends on what the women were wanting to hear. Uh, my vote will not be based on personality. It will be vote, uh, based on um, what I think he can do for the country, and I think he will be able to do better than what we've had in the last four years. It's Joyce Kimball. Who, how old are you, Joyce? 76. All right, so you voted in a lot of uh, elections as a Republican. You describe yourself as an independent these days. Is that correct? Yes. All right, um, so Jennifer and Joyce, and Jennifer, let me just direct this to you. Maybe the better course would have been somewhere in this convention. Maybe Ann Romney's not the one to do it. Someone needs to stand up and say, look, we're on planet Earth regarding women's bodies, and we can disagree about abortion, but... Uh, for heaven's sakes, we, we, we don't come from a, a completely bizarre fringe position here and people who do are really not welcome in the Republican Party. Is, is that something that needs to be said, Jennifer? No, because I think everyone has said that for weeks, uh, you know, ever since um, Aiken has said his completely inappropriate, ridiculous statement. I think everybody has condemned it up and down the line. I think the Democrat Party has things that, you know, that it that it recently did. For example, if you're a mom and you want to go to a political convention or you're a breastfeeding mom, you weren't allowed to go to do that at the Democratic National Convention. So every party has elements in it that are are not appropriate. And right. obviously everybody condemns Aiken. There's, there's, there's just no... That's totally, completely ridiculous and inappropriate. But this convention is what about what we need to do to get our country back on track. All right, we're, we're, we're making ourselves a little a convention here responding to Ann Romney's speech last night. Let's bring in another voice, Renee Amore, who's a chair, deputy chair of the Republican Party in Pennsylvania. Uh, Renee, thanks for joining the program. In, in about the, a minute before we take a break, uh, what's your reaction to what went on? You know what? I think it was very good. I think Ann did a good job. I think she did humanize um, herself and also Mitt Romney because he's not going to come out and be a rah-rah speaker. That's not him. He's not a Chris Christie. So I think she explained it. And who can argue with love? That's the bottom line. Although, does the candidate have to do this? It's it's not only through the first lady or the spouse that you connect uh, with the women voters. John, he's definitely going to have to connect. And when he speaks on Thursday, he has to really do it and do a good job so people know, okay, great. He does care about us. He does want to make sure we have a job, we have a home to live. So he has to to really hit it. He has to hit everything. Paul Ryan can't do it for him. He can help. And Ann Romney can't do it for him. He has to do it. So how do you uh, assess what the challenges are? As you're having conversations with delegations and delegates uh, there, Renee, what do you think the challenges are for Mitt Romney? Is it a personality thing? Is it a policy thing in uh, reaching women? The polls on likability also seem to track that uh, uh, women uh, are, are stronger uh, for uh, Barack Obama at this point in the campaign. 
You know, I think, John, a lot of folks are feeling, you know, this whole emotional thing. Um, and we got to get past that because President Obama is an excellent speaker. He can pull you in. Um, but you really want to hear, I want to hear the facts, okay? I want to hear some solutions. He talked about hope and change. And as a small business person, I'm very, I'm really suffering because of regulations and all the other things that he wants to put in place. Um, Governor Romney understands business. You know, he understands, you know, economy and those type of things, of course, with his vice president, Paul Ryan. And I, I feel strong that's what we need. But our party has to make sure that we have the right messengers because we have a good message. It's about your messenger. Are we going into the grassroots community? Are we dealing with minorities? I'm an African-American woman. I always hear African-Americans say, well, you are a racist. You don't care about us. I say to them, I've been black a long time and we do care. Um, but we just got to get that message out in the right communities. And I think if we do that, that makes a difference. Is Paul Ryan a good messenger here? He was uh, asked about the uh, Todd Aiken comments last week described them as a side issue. I wonder if all women would agree with that. He was also asked point blank by a CBS uh, reporter, a local CBS reporter, should abortions be available to women who are raped? And he didn't answer the question. He said, I'm proud of my pro-life record. And that's all he would say about it. What does Paul Ryan need to do? Does he have some baggage here? I don't think he has the baggage. I think he has to respond to the questions, and that's part of our problem. We're not responding the way we need to respond, John, and that's an issue that I have as party leadership. Uh, that's an issue that I talk to our leadership about, that it needs to bump up to their team and that they understand you got to answer the question, but what they're also trying to do is not make that the center. I think since the, the congressman made those comments, people have made that the center as far as the women issues, and that's what women are having an issue. Women go to the supermarket. We know how much things are cost. We want to have a job, those type of things. So to me, the issue has been the economy, but people are trying to make it that whole women issue, the abortion, rape, or whatever. And you know what? We need to answer the questions and then move on. Renee Amore is president of the healthcare organization, the Amore Group, deputy chair of the Pennsylvania Republican State Party. Jennifer Dujornet, uh, you heard Renee suggesting that uh, the opposition here, uh, the, the Democratic Party, is trying to make uh, the women's issues, not about the economy, but about these questions of abortion. But isn't it the case that, uh, you know, certainly since uh, the Reagan years, it's been the Republican Party that has pushed the pro-life agenda into the center of American politics. True? Well, you know, I think everybody always tries tries to put women in a pretty little box where we're always talking about one issue and that we're paper dolls that we get taken off a shelf when, you know, when they want to talk about issues and divide us. But what I found, because I have friends on the left and the right, and I found that when we talk about the economy and jobs, we agree more than we disagree. And I think that the, the Republican Party and the Romney campaign can do a little bit more of getting authentic women leaders out there speaking to women voters and making the case of why having a strong economy and reducing regulation will actually help make all of our lives better. I just really, I really feel strongly about that. And it's really effective. Women voters really want to understand, they want to like, and they want to believe in, you know, in, in their future leaders. And all that takes time and all that hard elbow grease work. And I, I think it can be done. But I, I think that 
that we really have to work at it. I, I think we do have to acknowledge, especially with single women voters, that there is a voting gap. And that, but that doesn't mean that they don't want to vote with us. It means that we have to put in the time to make sure that we earn her vote. And when we do that, she'll vote with us because it's in her economic best interest to do so. All right. That's Jennifer DeJournette, president and co-founder of Voices of Conservative Women in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'll come back to you in just a second, Jennifer, but uh, we've got about two minutes. Uh, Renee Amore, is that an argument for making Condoleezza Rice perhaps the keynote speaker tonight rather than Paul Ryan? You know what? Condoleezza is going to do an excellent job. I know her personally, and she'll be right there giving the message. I think Jennifer's right on target. We did it last night by having women come out and speak, women that were congressmen, women that were governors. You know, they all came out. They talked about women issues. They talked about small businesses. So I think our leadership, I pretty know from from what happened last night, that our leadership is understanding that you got to put the women out there, too, that people have credibility, that they believe in. The young African-American woman that's from Utah, that's the mayor running for governor. I mean, I mean, running for Congress. People loved it. They loved her message. It really pulled in people of color like myself and other women. So that's the way we need to go. And I, I think Jennifer makes a really good point. I think we did a really good job last night, to be honest. Let me let me push you, though, Renee. You know, I'm going to do this. Would you rather hear from Condoleezza Rice or Paul Ryan tonight? Why would you do that to me, John? We were bonding. <laughs> I, I, I like them both. Let me say that. I like them both. <laughs> uh, Jennifer DeJarnette, uh, would you rather hear from Condoleezza Rice tonight or Paul Ryan? Well, I have to say Paul Ryan because he's going to be a great vice president. But I really love Con- Dr. Condoleezza Rice. She's just fabulous. She's one of my all-time um, women heroes, a trailblazer who just keeps blazing trails as she go. And, and I think that for the generations of women that would follow in her honorable footsteps, we couldn't be more grateful for such a strong woman leader. All right. Uh, the women voices at the Tampa Convention to look forward to uh, tonight. The Republican National Convention, Condoleezza Rice, will be speaking tonight. Also, Paul Ryan will accept his nomination as vice president. We've been speaking about issues for women voters with the Jennifer DeJournette, president and co-founder of Voices of Conservative Women in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Also, Renee Amore, president of the healthcare organization, the Amore Group, and deputy chair of the Pennsylvania Republican State Party. And uh, now we've officially bonded. Renee and Jennifer, thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thank you. Take care. Have a great day. Bye, Jennifer. I'm David Remnick, host of the New Yorker Radio Hour. There's nothing like finding a story you can really sink into that lets you tune out the noise and focus on what matters. In print or here on the podcast, the New Yorker brings you thoughtfulness and depth and even humor that you can't find anywhere else. So please join me every week for the New Yorker Radio Hour wherever you listen to podcasts.